Alperin Shangun is the best player on the Rockets. And should we be worried about Jalen Green? Let's talk about it. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome everyone to another edition of Summit State of Mind presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. In this episode, we are going to discuss Alperin Shangun is the best player on the Rockets. Should we be worried about Jalen Green? Rockets versus Grizzlies preview. And of course, our DAWG, our dog of the week. GM, let's get right into it right now. I don't even I don't even want to waste time. I want to go right into it right now. <clears throat> GM Alperin Shangun continues to tickle the twine in more ways than one. Has been extraordinary, has been incredible. I want to give you his stats right now. Through 12 games, he's played 32 minutes, career high, 21 points a game, mm-hmm. career high, mm-hmm. nine field goals made, career high, 59% from the field, career high. 30 almost uh 34.6 percent from three career high okay all right 60.9 percent from the free throw line bit of a struggle right 8.8 rebounds not a career high mm-hmm. 5.7 assists career high 0.9 in steals tied for his career high not bad about a half a block so it's gone down roughly uh-huh. this is the telling point a plus 5.6 per game Going from negative 3.8 to a plus 5.6, you're looking at an eight, almost an eight-point discrepancy from last year to this year. Mm-hmm. GM, let's talk about it right now. Alperin Shangun, 6-6 six and six are the Rockets. He is the true engine that is running. So the question that begs now is, Alperin Shangun, mm-hmm. is he the best player on the Rockets? Um, I mean, when you look at the stats, you can definitely say so. I mean, that's totally fair. It's a fair argument. He is the one that is making... The team go. He is the engine, like you stated. Uh, he is Omega Supreme, and he is the he is the person that's pushing us through the door in terms of being competitive. Al P has played well. I'll definitely give him that. The sixty-one percent free throw shooting can be better. A little alarming. Well, I think that's a little, especially in the fourth quarter, because he misses ten minutes in the fourth quarter. So yeah. I, I I would accredit that to tired legs. I, I mean, would credit yeah, that de- de- to, la- to lack of conditioning. Yes, definitely right? fatigue. Uh, lack of conditioning is very fair. Um, you know, LP, that can be a little critique because I felt like you probably could have been more prepared for the workload this season. But hey, now, you know, in year three, you're 21, 22 years old. Maybe the, those were not the expectations going into training camp. I get it. We try to sign Brooke Lopez. But at the end of the day, you are the guy. At this right. moment in time, Emilio Doka has handed you the keys to this offense, and it's it's moving. I'll say this: there are definitely times in the game when um, Al P is definitely playing well, but everyone around him is not. Uh, the offense can definitely get a little stagnant. There's not as much movement as we get into the fourth quarter. Uh, you know that that definitely occurs. I get it. I understand it. Um, Al P has been the guy, but at the same time, they're the team has not been perfect. Uh, there are definitely improvements that can definitely be made, but I see what you're saying. What are you, so I okay? So what you're saying is that you see what we're saying, but you're not in total agreement of what's happening. You just said it's just based on stats. What about the totality? What about the impact and what he's made? Because if you think about it, mm-hmm. you don't win the six games without LP. 
No, you don't I agree. win. You don't win. Those, I agree. You don't win any of those games, I in agree. my opinion. I think I six of those. I think six of those games. Well, maybe you could have won two, mm-hmm. but I don't think you win those six games. He took LeBron head to head. He took LeBron head to head in the game against the Lakers. He made an incredible impact on both ends of the floor. That's the thing mm-hmm. for me. His ability to make an impact on both ends of the floor and he's done in both and he's done it successfully yeah there's gonna be woes there's gonna be growing pains brand new coach yeah brand new coach 21 22 years old still mm-hmm. supremely supremely young yeah. as well mm-hmm. and he's putting up these types of he's not just putting up these stats i've seen empty stats on a bad team these yeah. are not empty stats on a bad team mm-hmm. these are impact stats and there's two different things you got the empty stats you got the impact stats the everything that i tacked off are impact stats whether they be seen as positive or negative the mm-hmm. way that i see it is that operin shangun if you watch especially that last possession because you're you either got it or you don't but it's i can say remind- that the possession prior to that he gave up the dunk give up the dunk which mm-hmm. uh, dunk on who uh, there was a dunk to AD. Is it with the Lakers game, correct? Because well, you're talking he, about the oh, he had a roll, Well, no, he had to yeah. roll over on that one because mm-hmm. of the fact that he had to help because someone was getting beat off the dribble. That was actually Jalen in the corner. Help, well, then who? Then who? He stays back, and then that's a layup. I'd have to look back. At you that have play, to watch. But... Yeah, you have to watch back because I remember yeah. vividly what had happened was if LP goes mm-hmm. up, Jalen has to cut Anthony Davis off in the corner. Yeah. So what I was trying to say was is that Alperin Shangun, the way it was set up, was that he went head to head against LeBron. Big moment of the game. You either got it or you don't. That's the bottom line. You're that is the greatest player of our generation, and he took him head on like it was nothing. He knew yeah. LeBron was on him. He could easily just say, "Okay, well, if I, you know, if if you, if I back him down, I don't see it. I'll kick it out." No, he made it a point, and he said, "I'm gonna take it to him. I don't care who's in front of me. It's I'm gonna make it happen, and I'm gonna tie this game no matter what." I haven't seen that type of dog from a center since, at least from a center standpoint. Obviously, Nikola Jokic and Embiid, but on a Rockets uniform. Since the days of Olajuwon and Yao Ming, I haven't seen a single center mm-hmm. act like that to to put to say that the ball needs to be in my hands, and if the ball's in my hand, I yeah. will be successful. Yeah, like these stats are insane, and he's proven it over time now in terms of him being successful. The thing is, is that the way it works for me is, is that if he's going to continue upon this trajectory of success, yeah, I mean. We mentioned it last game about him being an all-star, but look, the the road trip. Let's talk about the three-game road trip as well. Mm-hmm. He had 23 points against the Clippers, 23 points against the Lakers, 30 points against the Warriors. He went in that in this stretch, 23 and 8 against the Clippers, 23 and 10 against the Lakers, 30 and 13 against the Warriors. Yeah. He was getting his. Mm-hmm. Shot over 50% on all on two out of the three games except for the Clippers, and it's his impact, GM. That's why I I've Fallen head over heels for this player just because of the way that I because look I've seen empty statted players I know players that can fill up a stat sheet better than anybody and and it, and it leads to nothing you know Alperin Shangun is not a part of that yeah he's not a part of that equation he puts up stats that matter and you don't get these wins you don't get this type of success without an engine like an LP because when you get stagnant in a half court set now granted which we're going to talk about in our next segment I want more like movement in that sense but yeah. however when the chips are down and you need a bucket yeah LP at least from what I've seen these past 12 games more mm-hmm. than proven to be more than capable of yeah. taking that next step to be an effective score down the stretch. Yeah. The one thing I'm going to say is this, is that, with like we stated earlier, his fatigue. Sustainability, that is the thing that we're going to have to witness and wait and see based on as the season progresses. Because 
with him running that PNR with Fred Van Vliet, it's beautiful and it's wonderful, but it's also very predictable. They work it well, but there needs to be some forms of alternatives on this offense of where there's an option B and C because they've been going to option A all the time. And teams are starting to be ready for it, as you can tell based on the def- the defense. But LP is still able to score on it. What, we're, what I'm saying is Ime Adoka has an absolutely empowered LP. He runs this team through LP. My question is, once it gets to games 40 and 50, if it's still the same, will we get the same success? I do believe that LP definitely needs some help in terms of his performance because we can't depend on him to put up 30 and 13 in every game. It's just not going to be plausible. But if he's hitting 37% from three, 37, 38%, which is definitely possible. Yeah. That's going to change everything. Yeah, I think so too. I just, I just think that the way that things are going is not sustainable based on his fatigue. But that's just me. That's just how I feel. Um, as the game progresses, obviously you can see LP is getting tired. And I think the man needs help. If we're going to be able to do that, Ime needs to implement more uh, more wrinkles in this new Houston Rockets offense. But we're only in games we're only yeah, game we're in game, game 12. We're in game 12. We I, got 70 games I remaining. Think, if we were I, in game 40 and we're still yeah, saying the same thing, I, I would cause for sound for I, an I'm alarm. I'm going to say that I think— We're in game 12. I, I, we're going to game 13. I think, game, I think <laughs> things will change. Sounds and, like a lot of the fans right now. Uh, I, I think I think bit. I do not sound like a lot of the fans. Well, right no, now. currently just because everyone's like, "Oh, we need more plays," blah blah blah, and I'm just like, "Dude, we're in game 12. Like, you don't think he's getting to know his team just as in real time, yeah. just as much as no, we no. as fans are trying to I, absorb I, I'm a, all I'm, of this right now? I'm appreciating what we see, but at the same time, I understand the sustainability aspect of what's occurring. You're right. That's of the, that's the yeah. concern. Does I, it I tr- does it I mean trust that I'm not it. enjoying? No, right, but I trust Ime regardless. I don't care. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that I he trust Ime so too. He has so much of my trust from the beginning. But that's what I'm saying. He has so yeah. much of my. He has so much of our trust right now yeah. that I don't even think you should. Anyone should be worried about, or you yourself should be worried about. Oh, you know, the sustainability of it. Blah blah blah. I don't think he's gonna let LP get to that point. I think Ime knows his players so well yeah. that he's gonna find wrinkles. And he's going to find ways to make other players like Jalen Green, which we're going to go into in our next segment, mm-hmm. very, very effective. However, in a vacuum right now, 12 games into the season, yeah. the bottom line is you can cut it, split it, five ways, six ways, whatever, until it's minute. No matter what you may think or no matter what anyone else may think, best player on the team by far is upper in Shangun, And it's not even close right now. Mm-hmm. We need to create, like, obviously more of a balanced attack. Yeah. Because I still truly believe that we are very Detroit Pistons light mm-hmm. from 2004. Yeah. I don't think there's a superstar on the team. Not as of yet. Um, Alper in Shangun, he's crossing that threshold. He may very well get there. Yeah. And if he sustains, mm-hmm. holy crap, if he, su- if he sustains. Yeah. You're looking at possibly one of the best centers in the NBA. Like no, he's by far. I, I if he sustains, he's probably a top five, top six already. All right, right now, as of this moment, I think he's top four. I think he's no, that's, four. That's fair. I think he's four, man. That's a fair I think statement. He's I think he's better than Sabonis. I think he's better than Sabonis. <laughs> I think that's Sabonis. fair. He's like right. I think he's behind Jokic and Embiid. I think he could. You could argue for him being number three. Who would be number three? Man, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, think yeah. about it. Like, who would be number three? Because obviously, you got Jokic and Embiid. Is, are you going to put AD up there? You know? Are you going to put AD as a center? Because he yeah, is let him the play, center. Yeah, let him play enough games, and then he can get back to us. 
that's a little real. That is real, and it's true. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and move on right now, GM, to the next segment. Obviously, uh, it's a very touchy segment mm-hmm. because a lot of the way that the fans are feeling, and currently a lot of fans are feeling a certain way about him. Uh, when it comes to fan bases, when you are a fan, uh, play uh, fans like to put a certain player under the microscope, right? Of mm-hmm. uh, what do you call that? Of criticism. Uh, let's we're gonna call a spade a spade. Last year it was Kevin Porter Jr. That was all season. I think it was um, opposite. Oh yeah, I know. But like there was a lot of what people like. There was an arguing point for people, mm-hmm. and last year it was KPJ. That was an arguing point, mm-hmm. but. This year in particular, especially accounting amongst his struggles, we need to talk about Jalen Green, mm-hmm. especially with the span of the last three games that have happened. Yeah. Jalen Green, look, okay, let's 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 drop the stats just so everyone can kind of get with us on this. This year, mm-hmm. he's averaged 31 minutes a game, uh, career low, yep. 18 points a game, not so bad, 39% from the field, very not very good, mm-hmm. averaging 35% from three. 78% from the free throw line, about almost five rebounds a game, which we're going to talk about, almost mm. three assists a game, half a steal, half a block. Uh, he's at a plus 3.1 currently, which is the first his first year ever in the plus category. He was negative 7.7, negative 5.9 the year before. Mm-hmm. So, GM, that's the stats currently. What do we feel in terms of Jalen Green? Look, we know that he is struggling. The fans know it. There is a, there's starting to be a loud motion amongst the fan base to want to think greener pastures, yeah. maybe, in yeah. terms of the talent that Jalen Green has provided because of the stock that was put into him as the number two overall pick. Yeah. What have you been your thoughts overall? Look, six and six Rockets. Jalen Green right now, his overall play, he struggled. We know this, 39% from the field, unacceptable by any means. Yeah. But what's been your overall opinion of him and how he's kind of been, I guess, utilized within this, this, you know, 2023 Rockets? I think for Jalen Green, it has mainly to do with his role currently in the offense. He's used to being number one or number two, predominantly number one. And on this squad, he's not that guy currently. Um, Alperin Shangun is the guy, and that's understood. Like we stated earlier, he is performing as the best Rocket currently. For Jalen Green, he's learning things that he hasn't had to do uh, in past seasons, where he's having to learn how to stay engaged defensively, having to play a bit more off the ball, having to rebound, having to pass and make the correct play. Ime Yudoka is constantly coaching him up. I don't know how many times that we've seen Jalen Green and Emi Yudoka chatting it up on the sideline. They cut to them at least three yeah. times a game. They're, they're, and, they're constant communication, yes, which is and, good. And it, it's it's a wonderful thing. And like you stated earlier, Kamish, you said, trust Emi. And in this situation, I will. Because Jalen Green is, if not second best or like the best in terms of potential, in terms of being a superstar with his... Uh, skill set, athleticism wise, handles his shot when he's hitting, you know, and to me, there's a lot of things that are happening in terms of what is going on in his head and in his game. He's mm. thinking way too much and you can see it out on the floor. It's he's playing a role that he is not accustomed to. And that's okay. Ime Yudoka wants his guards to be very versatile. I'm not going to say that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were struggling in a similar sense, 
those guys were a lot more entrenched in the NBA. They're more tenured. Jalen Green's in year three, year one in Ime's system, and this is the very first time he's in a team and very structured offense. Yeah, and I think that it's fair easily. to understand that struggles will occur with Jalen Green. And I'm going to quote someone Ali here. Shout out to a good friend of the program. He said, the year three lip, the year three leap is overstated. And you know what? He's not wrong. We all have this mentality of the year three leap occurring. It can still happen. But the thing about it is that with his skill set, these kind of players take a lot more time to really establish themselves in the league. It can be year four. It can be year five. Uh, but hey, man, if he struggles this year and he ends up accepting a contract extension for cheaper than what can be, and then he becomes like a Devin Booker, then good for the. Would it be like a late? Would it be yeah, like, a, like a late bloomer? Nothing wrong. Oh, nothing with, wrong, nothing wrong with a late bloomer. Oh, late bloomski. Little yeah. late bloomski. There action? you go. Little, little late Matt Bloom action. A, li- a little uh, yeet bloomer. Oh, a little yeet bloomer. I love a little yeet bloomer. <laughs> um, Jim, I I agree with every aspect of what you were trying to say, and and I want to tack on to that, mm-hmm. especially with the fact that Jalen sat in the fourth quarter. Oh, uh, that definitely matters during the game I can't against the I Warriors. Forgot to mention that. No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> the, that fact that he sat, yeah, and that's why you got me. By the way, I'm a co-host. That's what yep. I'm here for. Touche. Yeah, pick you up and you steer me in the right us. direction. Steer, yeah. I'm st- we're gonna steer into this. Um, he sat in the entirety of the fourth quarter in our last yeah. game against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, very reminiscent of what happened to Jabari uh, those last two games of the homestand when we oh, yeah, played against Green. right when we you know we substituted him out for Jeff Green. This is very similar, like very similar in terms of the way that it happened. Shows that Ime does not care who you are. Shows that Ime does not care what your position of draft is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number three overall pick sat. Number two overall pick, set. Mm-hmm. So he does not care. He's going to go with whoever's going to help him win this game. It's not something like, hey, this is permanent. Yeah. This is, he's going to go with the guys. And he may said, he said, I was going with the lineup. Holiday was was cohesive with this lineup. And they were the most effective this game. Mm-hmm. So he was very adamant in saying this game. And, f- and following through on that, look, Jabari, when he sat, it changed. it changed a lot for him. He when he the second he touched down pie. the second he touched down in L.A. Mm-hmm. he had great stats. He played very very well. Um, I think overall and the way that it can kind of get it going in terms of uh, how important it is for Jalen Green. Look, here's another stat at you. He has eight less touches this year than, than last, last year. year. Yep, eight less touches. Mm-hmm. Eight less touches. If you think about it like this, if you average five, at five of your eight possessions on the touches, if you score out of five out of those eight possessions, that's at least ten points. That's at least ten points. True. So think about it like that. Ten points off the table from Jalen Green. Eight less touches in terms of getting yourself going. Eight less touches to keep yourself within the flow of the offense. Eight less touches to put yourself into a rhythm. Ball needs the ball needs to be in your hand to be effective, right? As an offensive player, Jalen Green is very much a ball needs to be in his hands to be effective. I think we would like for him to take a Devin Booker like route to be able to move off the ball, yeah. a Clay Thompson like route. But, I mean, we can say that we, we, we saw you and I both said on countless occasions in multiple games during this road trip of where Jalen Green was wide open on a fast break. Jay Sean Tate, Jabari Smith Jr., Dylan Brooks, Al P, even everyone egregiously ignored him. Fred Van Vliet, too. Wide open, wide open driving to the lane. Then you're wondering why that. Yeah, that that's that that's. Happened, I think you know? I think it's a fair question to ask. I mean, I get it. 
And the shitty thing is that last year, Kevin Porter Jr. was finding him in those. I mean, that's pretty much Well, he's much struggling, yeah. He's struggling without yeah. without him. So Because uh, they're trying to know. find... He's trying to find a way to fit into yeah, this. Yeah, but also it's a different coach as well, different system. It's not playground yeah. ball anymore, man. It's not. It's, it's, it's a sufficient I, system. I think that... There were many opportunities on a lob where Jalen could have had an opportunity to get two points, you know, and, you know, we had two, what, we had one, one possession loss in which Dylan Brooks probably missed Jalen three times on the fast break. Jay Sean Tate once in this, that Laker game alone. It was disgusting, disgusting work, but Hey man, I get it. Uh, For people that still believe in Jalen, we ride, we ride. Right. No, no. And I agree Uh with you too, because in terms of Jalen being successful, is also incumbent upon not just the success of himself, but the success of how the team finds him and makes him mm-hmm. active, and how and it, it also, also stems on Ime. Ime. But also, you know, on the other side of the coin, it's just hey, man, just play better. Yeah. Like it, it does go as simple as that. If you cut between, if you cut between the line and cut all the BS, you just have to play better. Yeah. And what is playing better? Like is playing better off being more offensively efficient? Is better playing uh, better on the defensive end? Is better uh, finding more people on the passes when you have the ball in your hands? Is better boxing out because he, in my opinion, in terms of rebounding, in terms of rebounding, has been successful. In terms of defense, has been successful. I've seen a leap in terms of rebounding and yeah, hustle playmaking and, absolutely well i mean i'm more or less playmaking i i don't i don't i'm I not think he's made i haven't the right seen passes. enough of him i haven't seen enough of him because he has mm. been struggling in the paint mm. he actually has been he hasn't been making a lot of his layups he'll make he'll go into the lane and then i don't know why it rattles out i think a lot of it is confidence based he's in my opinion he's the most um he's the most what do you call that uh athletic guy on the team by far, even maybe the most athletic player in the NBA, yeah. for all we know. Yeah. I want him to be able to use that more to his advantage. But remember, I said this before the season started. His ability to accelerate and decelerate is what's going to make him effective in the trenches now. Mm-hmm. He he has to learn how to decelerate his body once he's in that lane and he's already up for the layup. He was so good at that last year. His ability to kind of finish in the lane it's kind of dropped off now. And I I think a lot of it is confidence-based. You don't just lose that overnight. I think what needs to happen is is that Jalen needs to find what makes him effective in other ways. Jabari did it. He used it. Look at the last game. He had 17 points, 7 of 12 from the field, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. Mm -hmm. Uh, The game prior, 14 points against the Lakers, 5 of 10, 5 rebounds and 1 assist. That is what you want out of Jabari. Yep. So... Jabari took that in stride, and now he's been he was more effective because of it. Jalen Green needs to have this moment now of his own slice of humble pie, knowing that hey man, like you're not gonna play all the fourth quarters if you can't find a way to get it going. And getting it going doesn't mean that you have to be a you know you don't have to be on fire on offense, right? You have to just be engaged and into the game no matter what and that can be anything that can be like i said it can go it can attest to your assists your rebounding your hustle mm-hmm. your intangibles yeah. your defense i mean it's definitely the first you know? time that this young man has faced any type of adversity in basketball whatsoever i mean you can consider the last 2 years a big you know woof of that but this is the first time where we're seeing the team succeed and Jalen is not succeeding. So there's a huge difference. It just depends on how you see it. You know, he looks a little lost, like I stated. He might be thinking a little too much on the court. But as time progresses and eBay starts to learn more about Jalen, find out what makes him tick, find out what Jalen likes in terms of placement on the offense where he can find him in spots in which he can rise up and shoot or get him easier buckets for him to get going, that'll be on eBay. And that time will come. 
and I, I believe that it will. Uh, there's nothing more that I want to see than a Jalen Green and Alperin Shengun duo. You know, the next Kobe and Pau Gasol. You know, that that's kind of like what you would hope. Or that's a I'll, lot. You know what? I'll, I don't even need it to be like that. I'll take a freaking Jamal Murray and, and Jokic combo. Like, I'll take something like that. Touché. Murray was is very effective next to Jokic. And Murray yeah. looks like an all-star. What we really need is, you know, just uh, Jalen Green to be able to pick it up and execute a bit more. But that'll come in due time. I believe, I still believe, I know that there are people saying that they would, they're selling their stock already. Uh, hey, man, that's on you. That's fair. But I won't do it. Will not. Refuse. No, I think you're good. And, like, if people that are, like, selling stock on Jalen right now, just pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. We're 12 games into the season. Yeah. Just as much as when people are flipping out about Jabari not playing well. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, we're eight games in the season. Yeah. So you still have 70 games remaining. Yeah. If we're at game 50 and we're seeing more of the same, game 40, if we're about halfway through the season, you know, we can we can step back and take a look into it. Yeah. Like real, and really look into it. And, and I think it'll be more than plausible. I think the sample size would be large enough. Mm-hmm. We're 12 games into the season, baby. There is 70 games remaining. So... I don't think there's anything to worry about right now. I think it's all about gelling and figuring it out. And I can guarantee you right now is that that Fred Van Vliet and the LP pick and roll, which is super fucking effective, is not what's going to be what gets them over the top. And I guarantee you, Ime knows that. And he, know, he's, he knows that they're going to pick up on it. Teams are going to pick up on it. And he's going to find a way um, to obviously you know create counterplays around it, which is what I want to see. Yep. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about obviously what's very important because what happened these last three games Rockets still could not win on the road currently 0-5 as we speak took L's the entire West Coast road trip Mm -hmm. against the Clippers the Lakers and ultimately the Warriors in fine fashion um but a lot to take not I don't want to dive into any of these games in particular I just kind of want to see if there were any like pluses and minuses in terms of what you saw yeah um that made you either feel bad or good going into it Jalen which we already kind of established especially these last couple games was there anything else that you saw that you can you know take a step back and be like oh yeah this is good or some stuff where you can be like oh no we can fix this mm-hmm. you know down the road well I'm gonna put two things one positive one negative I'm, right, gonna, start go with, I'm gonna start with the negative hit me <clears throat> Dylan Brooks has Gone a little, yeah. You know what? Yeah, it reminds a little me. I kind of want to see that. I want to see those attempts. My man's been shooting the ball a lot. Uh, even in the fourth quarter, I believe against the Lakers, he he hit two threes, but he was but uh, two of five from the field yeah, those in that went, game. Uh, have gone My up man shot amount. nine for twenty-one against the Lakers, six of eleven from three. Hey man, good thing. Six of the eleven threes from three. are great. That was great. I'll take but then those. Threes. He shot three for ten inside the three-point line, and those a lot. A lot of those were. Um, on layups of him trying to get into the paint. And sometimes I feel like Dylan Brooks gets in the way of himself with his ego. Absolutely. I get it. Especially against LeBron, against LeBron James. Right, right. Like he only scored five points against LeBron when we played them at home. And now he's like, okay, I'm going to get mine here. And I think that he went a little bit into business for himself. A little bit of CM Punk action. Calling out Adam Hangman Page on a promo. That's what I thought of in terms of Dylan Got everybody Brooks. off guard. That's that's kind of how I felt there. Yeah, no, uh, I get it. Yeah, I think like I think in terms of Dylan Brooks. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but just real quick, mm-hmm. um, I did notice though because he did shoot thirty four shots in the last 
uh, two games. Yep. It's way too many shots. Yeah, I, I mean, much. you know, like 13 shots is fine within the flow of the offense. Last game, yeah, I don't I really have too many complaints. No, he, he, had, no. he had Steph Curry fine. pinned down in the post for multiple possessions. That's and barbecue he, chicken, and, man. Yeah, and you got to take advantage. He missed a couple. Take it, this happens. He's not going to score 100% down there. Maybe if he gets in deeper position, then yes. But at the same time, his game against the Lakers, like the defense against LeBron, that final possession going for that steal, this man went for glory. He's like sank a coffee saying that he's going to drive the push car. Right, right. Come on, I, man. I, that's not how it works. Like, no, no. This is a team a game. Right. Don't put your teammates in a bad position because you want fucking glory. Well, he knows he made a mistake. He even admitted it. He's like, it, I made a mistake. That's fair. on me. I know. Like, and, he, and he admitted it. He, admi- he, he admitted himself it. Accountable. He, he does. We can appreciate that. Growth. Last year, he didn't even take any interviews. This year, he looked, but he that, looked reports but dead in the eye, and he said, that's on me. Yeah, but that's because Memphi- the Memphis team did not have his back. I think there's right. a difference between the way the Rockets back him and the way Memphis backs him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my negative. But my positive here that I'm going to talk about, Jabari Smith Jr. Jabari Smith Jr., despite his you know subpar play against the Clippers, he didn't look so great against the Clippers. But the last two games, the man... The man played ball, especially the last game, the Warriors. My man played to a T what we expected from him with confidence, shooting middies, shooting threes. The three-point shot will come, but the mid-range, Jay, I am telling you, when you just rise up, brother, no one can block you. And you played great. The defense, the defense. When he was a primary defender on a person that played that took a shot against the Warriors— Four of fourteen. That's an amazing thing I to shot. do with I him, and he's good. I think that says a lot. He's good, what he needs to be. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about his growth, how far he's come, even in the last few games, in terms of understanding, like, hey, I'm capable. I am more than capable of right. being a huge piece on this team. And yo, Jabari, shout out to you, man. Like for real. I mean, people might not give you as much credit. Uh, you are not going to be the guy that's going to be the one to blame because you played your ass off last night and you earned it. Uh, so, you know, yeah. shout out to you, man. I agree. I agree. Um, I think for me, uh, for the good points, for me, like what I would want to take away from this is uh, in terms of the negatives, uh, the GM went ahead and, and, and he zoned in on players in particular. I want to zone in on the entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of the LP and Fred VanVleet pick and roll, but I don't think it's going to be sustainable down the stretch. Uh, it's a great it's a great pocket move. It's a it's a great move to have in your pocket, kind of like the Kobe fadeaway. It's like it's there if you need it. It's there if you need an auto bucket, especially if you're stagnant on the half-court offense. But I would like to see a little bit more wrinkles in the offense. Absolutely. I would like to see the Jabari pull up from mid-range, which I I think he can get at any moment of the game if he wanted. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. up to Ime to set that play up for him to be successful. Yeah. Um, just wrinkles into the game, into the totality of the game in a half-court set that can make this team be a little bit more effective and a little bit more effective from the field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. And to make them, you know, so that way they're not just predictable. It's just going to be the basic pick and roll. We can do something different. Like I like the idea, like I said, of the Jabari mid-range. Maybe we can get a Jalen cutting to the rim. Maybe there's a way we can keep Dylan effective. Maybe if it's a mouse in the house,
Dallas, what they like what they did in the post against Steph Curry, that's great, that's beautiful. If they can continue to do that, take advantage of the switches, take advantage of the worst defender that's on you. Mm-hmm. Find little wrinkles like that to make yourself a little less predictable um can really help it i think that's what we need to see a little bit more of we got because we saw a lot of it and i think when we got into the trenches they went into that two-man game uh which is great but it almost cost them to a fault so they stayed in the they stayed in all these games except for the warriors warriors like they 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 got close a couple times but they couldn't get there but i mean clippers and lakers they were tied they had the lead like multiple occasions throughout the game, they were right there. Lakers, they lost the they lost it on a uh, on a foul that, in my opinion, I think Dylan fouled him before that. Well, well, there was still like three seconds left on the clock. You could have bought yourself another second and a half, yeah, or a second, or maybe almost two seconds worth. So I think that could have helped. And then the game against Harden, where Harden hit the, the game winning three, you just you I just, mean honestly, you just have to you just have to tip a cap, yeah. Like like, and that's the thing. Like that's why I'm not taking yeah. any of these losses. I mean, you know, the, negatively. the, the missed calls against the Clippers too. Right, then, there were missed calls, and then. You know, it felt like mostly in that fourth quarter, the Clippers were trying to give it away. Like they could not make anything. No, they, they really made couldn't horrible Paul mistakes. Couldn't make a single bucket. Execution was out. bad. Right, and the Rockets could not execute down the stretch. And unfortunately, that's what happens to a young team. I stated, you know, I've I've stated in passing, like I think that this team, in terms of excitability, is reminiscent of the 2012-2013 Rockets, James Harden's first year. It's the year of hope. It's the year of people breaking out, and it's the year where things are just starting to be like, oh, things are about to be right in this world, and the Rockets will be good again. I think so too. Yeah, and so right. like you know, it, it, it's it's a great thing. We're six and six, and I would have killed to be six and six. Right. The way it happened is kind of crazy. Three three straight losses, six straight wins, and three more losses. It's it's a game of fucking uh, what's called uh. What is it? Uh, patterns or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like patterns. It's like um, what are oh, runs. Yeah, game, game of runs. runs. And what would I say during the Warriors oh, series? Oh, attrition. It's a battle, battle of attrition. Yeah, man. no. I mean that's you, that's you what got, it is. You got to take the highs with the lows. You right. Gotta, you just got to take the punches. Right. You know? Which I think why we should be we should tack off another six in a row if the pattern works. So we'll lose three, win six, lose three. We should win another. That six means we'll here. be twelve and six. I'll take it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, end the season at forty-one and forty-one. I'll take uh, we'll it. definitely be higher than 41, uh, 41. Oh, yeah. Well, depending on how it ends, I guess, the way the pattern works. But, yeah, yeah y'all can do the math. I'm not, I don't have the wherewithal <laughs> for that. Uh, but I do love it. I think that overall this team is, like, in terms of after, after, like, talking negative, you know, putting my negatives out there for my positive, uh, I think this team has played supremely well, actually, all things considered. Um, you had a hungry Clippers team that really needed a win to gel with that Harden to gel with that Harden trade, so they finally yep. got that first win. Mm-hmm. You can argue that the NBA refs had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd have to kind of agree there. The, the Lakers game, where it was LeBron versus AD, knowing that we blew him out by 34, 35 last game, they had they had something. LeBron had a little personal action against Dylan. He played 40-plus minutes that game. They're, LeBron, for no reason, should be playing 40-plus minutes. He's only playing those minutes because he I wanted mean, to beat the Rockets. The, the noise right. for LeBron is a little right. deafening and annoying considering right, right, we right. beat them by 30 points a week before. Uh, we need the right. noise going both ways. Exactly. So... I, I think that, you know, he wanted to get this win. And Warriors, for some reason, they just, I don't know why. They always get up. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, who didn't play yeah. the past several games, decided, oh, I'm going to get up and play against the yeah. Rockets. And then, you know, it's yeah. Clay Thompson, I'm going to go up and play against the yeah. Rockets as well. So I'm not I'm not worried at the totality of the mm-hmm. three games. It sucks. I think the two LA games were very winnable. I don't think you were going to beat the Warriors. They were just insanely hot on offense. Mm-hmm. But 
those last two games are very winnable. You yeah. could easily argue the point that we could be uh, eight and four right now, as opposed to uh, six yeah, and six. Definitely, definitely so I think you know, and and think about it, guys. To put it from a macro standpoint, we were two and ten at this point last year. Yeah, true. So either two or ten or one and eleven. Yeah. So this is a great place to be mm-hmm. at. Overall, I'm really really happy for where the Rockets are. Can I add one more thing? Sure. Both all three teams had lost at least five games in a row prior to facing us. Oh, well, there you go. So they, yeah. so yeah, they obviously really, yeah. So desperation, you know, mm-hmm. obviously breeds crazy mm-hmm. play. I guess I don't know. I I think overall though is that they really really wanted, they really needed the win. Um, they wanted it, I guess, slightly more than us. But maybe, no, I wouldn't say that. I think we wanted to win just as much as they did. But the execution, look, I mean, like Clippers, they're established for the most part. They just got hardened, but I mean, they're an established team already. Yeah. Lakers are established already. NBA champions in 2020, bubble, mm-hmm. debatable. Yeah. And you know, the Warriors are the Warriors. So like, these are basically kind of your not blueprint, but this is kind of the the king, not the king, not even the kings of the mountain. But these were like these are established playoff teams. All three teams are established playoff teams. Yep. So if you want a chance to go for the crown, you got to kind of go through these three teams. We beat mm-hmm. Denver, so you know, which is great at home. I think we're just going to be a juggernaut at home. I think we're gonna, I think we're not going to lose much at home. In all honesty, yeah. I feel like we're going to tack off a lot of wins. Jam, let's move on right now. Uh, obviously, let's talk about uh, Rockets versus Grizzlies, which is going to be the next game and the next preview. Um, you know, what are we looking for? What are we looking for in terms of uh, you know having this team win? Any storylines that stand out? Mm-hmm. Dylan versus Memphis. Yeah, it's, it's true. back. It's true. Um, yeah. Give me, uh, you know, like key points here, and then what your final score is going to be. Well, the key points here: one, Dylan Brooks. I'm going to say it because obviously it's personal with him against his old team. You know, he said it like the ex girlfriend that is missed because you realize what you had when it's now that it's gone. Uh, I need him to reel it in a little bit. Don't get too crazy. You know. Just like you played against LeBron, settle down a little bit. Let the game come to you. Everything will work out just fine. Memphis is not very good. No, uh, we don't. We don't really need that right kind of game out of Dylan Brooks. This. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored like twenty points, but at the same time, you know, at home, let, yeah. Let, let the at guy home, let yeah. let your main guy cook. Let LP do his thing in the post. PNR Fred Van Vliet. Let's get Jalen back into the good graces. Jabari Smith Jr., do your thing. And this should be a dub for the Rockets. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean Memphis yeah, is 3-10. and 10. Yeah, and then number two, upkeep the defense. The defense is has been key throughout so this 6-6 six and six start. The defense is so good, like you just stated. Uh, just keep it up. Last night, uh, the defense wasn't as great, but I believe we can chalk it up to I love me some defense. tired legs. You know, uh, back-to-back, back first to time. Back end of a three-game road Exactly. Trip. So, I mean, you know what? I'm not too worried about it, but I think that's the one thing you want to sustain. And three, limit the turnovers. We've been turning the ball over a ton on the road, and I think that, that is something that we can do in terms of handling at home. Uh, for the Rockets, it's just it's necessary. Take care of the ball. Be responsible. You know, don't get reckless out there. We can do it. Just get back to your winning ways in Toyota Center. And let's win. Get it. what got them successful. And you know my prediction, Rockets win 115-100, 15-point victory over the worst team in the league. 115 over 100? Dang. Yep. Okay. Okay. I like that. I haven't I like called that. a blowout. Okay. But I'm been getting, a minute. I'm smelling it. Oh, you smell? Smelling smell? it. You're cooking it? You smell, you smell what the dub is cooking? I do. And I'm not talking J-Dub? It smells like a yeet. Oh, yeet. Uh, I want to talk about, obviously, uh, you, you know what you were saying. 
Um, for me, anyways, I think what's going to make this team ultimately successful, I think Dylan's actually going to have a good game. It's home. It's, he's at home. Mm-hmm. So it's a little home cooking from the crowd. I think he's going to actually have a really good game. I don't think he's going to overshoot. Um, obviously, he's going to shoot more shots. I'm probably going to predict maybe about 13 to 15 shots, probably, most likely. Um, I think he's going to play very, very well. I would like to see, like you said, like see Jalen Green uh, get get something. Like we need a boost of confidence. If we can get something going, we're gonna mm-hmm. feel good going into it. Yeah. Uh, I want to see LP continue to do what LP does. Continue to do what's gotten you to be one of the best centers in the NBA today. Mm-hmm. We should get this win. Yep. Defense stays. Defense stays stout. Mm-hmm. We should definitely get this win. Tari is continuing. You know, he didn't play the back to back, so he didn't play against oh, yeah, the Warriors. True. I you forgot missed about him. that. Tari. Yeah, we definitely missed Tari. We did. So getting him back is going to be key. Every game is going. To, he's going to get stronger. Expect another strong performance from uh, Jeff Green off yeah. the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Holiday has been a, a freaking godsend for us. So I'm very. I think they're going to tack off the win. My win total is going to be 118. To 106. Oh my god! <laughs> I think the Rockets win. I think every single game this series I predict is one. Hey, I'm six and six. So. <laughs> Technically, during these, I think I've only lost one game, in which was the last game against the Clippers during predictions. Fair, because I didn't. We didn't predict the last two. It was a whole road trip. Touche. So I do predict uh, 118, 106. So I'm, I'm six and one currently in the mm-hmm. uh, in the predictions thread. So. 118 to 106, final score here. Uh, drop your predictions. I want to know what y'all are, are all going to think. Uh, what is the final score, score tally going to be for Rockets versus Memphis? How much are they going to win by? Is yeah. it going to, and tell me why it's going to be 118. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, GM, let's go ahead and end yeah. here on one last segment. Obviously, dog, another week has passed by. So we need to talk about our D A W G dog of the week. All right, GM. There's been some guys, been some players out here. Yep. Had a hot start. Had a hot start during the week, obviously. One of our last two home games. Oh, no, sorry. No, we did not play the whole week. I'm sorry. So no. it's actually the whole, it's just the totality the of the weekend. Yep. So our dog, dog of, of the, the weekend. weekend. There you go. <laughs> For the first time ever. Wow. Uh-huh. I don't know if we'll ever do this again. Okay. Dog of the week. End. <laughs> Who's the, who for you? Who's your dog of the week? That's easy. End. Jabari Smith Jr. Dog of the weekend. Uh, my man, uh, he came from the ashes and rose like the dark night and decided to play play some really good ball it was very impressive and you know like i think that jabari smith jr definitely deserves it with his play on both ends of the floor especially the way uh the game against golden state played out despite the loss the man played like a man possessed and he definitely deserves his credit for that so for me flowers Sure. Jabari Smith Jr. is yeah. our dog of the week end. Let's go. Dog of the week end is going to be uh, Jabari Smith for you. Yeah, for me, I have to agree. It's got to be Jabari Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, you know, like I said, with the second he hit his first shot, the agenda's back, baby. He gave you him were, his pep talk. Know, yeah, I gave him the pep talk. I already told you. Remember I told you all last episode? I, You know, we had to sit him down. Yeah. You know, we had to have a good talk, good father-son conversation. And uh, afterwards, we went fishing. And we uh, <laughs> got it going. So... Just kidding, but uh, did y'all yeah, take photos on the, bo- on the boat? Father son activities, yeah. And you gotta have the comedy moment of me holding the tiny fish while there he holds go. the gigantic twenty pounder. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fishing with it, fishing with my son. But no, um, yeah, it's been he's been incredible. I, I expect him to carry it over. Man, I'm gonna give it to Jabari Smith Jr. But man, I have to give a special mention and shout out to Alfred Shingun. It's been great. It's been consistent. Dude, I mean, he was as close to a win as possible in LA against the Lakers, and he freaking hit the game. He freaking hit a gamer on LeBron. 
So I have to... If we're going to go dog of the week, dog of the week, I mean, Operation Shingun has to get a shout out. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely going to give it to him one time. All right, GM, let's get ready to go home here. But before we go home, let's talk about... Big City Wings, that's right. Houston's Ooh. wing joint, Apollo's wing joint one time. Eat them up. You know, Eat we're recording this on a Tuesday. Two for Tuesday action. Remember, that is the number one deal that they have currently. Mm -hmm. uh, buy one, get one. What a great freaking deal, El by Classico, the way. man. Endless flavors. Absolutely. Um, you can get uh, boneless, boneless, bone in. It is mm -hmm. buy one, get one. So two for Tuesday. Be sure to do that. Remember, mm -hmm. it's only available on Tuesday. So every Tuesday, be sure to check them out. Remember, guys, we're in Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. I don't Happy know if we're going to record. We may record before or after. I don't. I mean, we may do another one after. I don't know. But. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and if you guys want chicken wings on your Thanksgiving, substitute a little turkey for chicken action, they do cater, so be sure to check them out, mm -hmm. and if you do want to cater, find the nearest location nearest you uh, for Big City Wings, tons of locations, go check them out, best wings in the city, Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint, one time Boom. for all of you. GM, let's get ready to go home here on mm -hmm. another successful episode, episode I think 187 now officially in the books. Wow, we made it. Yeah, we made it, we're we out here. We made it, we made it. We made it, we're, we're so out here. We are, we're so we are out here. On a 187 on a winning team. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take what I'll I take can it. get. We finally hit win winnings, our winning stride in like the 180s. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Jim, give the people what they want as a producer gives the go home cue. Give the people what they want one time. Well, everyone, make sure to follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Make sure to follow the podcast, this podcast, at Summit SOM Pod on Twitter and TikTok. Follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore POD. Make sure to follow our people, our brothers, our team at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. And make sure to super kick that subscribe button at youtube.com slash Apollo HOU. And one more thing before I go. Mm. Go Houston Dynamo. Oh. Sunday, Western Conference semifinals. We in this. Dale, dale, Dynamo. You can also follow me on Twitter at Summit Commission. Shout out to our Apollo Podcast Network brethren that mm -hmm. continue. Brethren, brethren? Brethren. Brethren. That continue to kill the yeah. game one time. The crown jewel of Astros Podcast. That's right. Beyond the Diamond BTD. They just did their Mount Rushmore of Astros. Go check them out. Uh, shout outs to the Apollo Texans. Off the gridiron. Your number one listen for all Houston Texans content. Freaking killing it right now. CJ Stroud is so freaking him. So if you guys like that as well, be sure to check them out. And we appreciate each and every one of you for making us your first listen for all houston rockets content oh by the way i don't even know by the way if, if you're still listening in by the 45 plus minute mark shouts to my turkey listeners we've been gaining a lot of followers from turkey so shouts to our turkey shout listeners. out One to time. turkey shout out we to appreciate turkey. you, you guys guys are, guys are awesome like like literally i will post these episodes into the night and i will and they are all viewing and listening and watching so we appreciate each every one of y'all big fans opera in shangun so we appreciate mm -hmm. it um let's go ahead and end this episode as we uh end every episode yep with a Go Apollo, go Summit, and six and six. I'll take a little 500 ski action right here. Let's start another win streak. Go Rockets. Oh, yeah. By the way, GM, watch basketball. Yeet. Yeet. The Summit. Four, 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 four.